0: Welcome to the Women in My World podcast. I'm Sherry Rigby. Do you need some inspiration in your life to keep walking in your faith as you step into your calling? The Women in My World's guests will impact you as they share their triumphs and their tragedies through the art of storytelling, as we discuss the world today and how they are influencing it. The show is dedicated to women who put their faith into action by tackling critical real life issues that will change and impact the world. I am excited to share the mic with celebrities, authors, influencers, trailblazers, and world changers as they dig deep into how they overcome by leaning into Christ. I'd love to welcome my dear friend, Gerilyn. She began her career as a production assistant on live television, the Home Shopping Network, and quickly moved up to a production coordinator and production manager on commercials, music videos, and her hit feature films like Mom's Night Out, I Can Only Imagine, and Woodlawn. She has since produced movies like Coffee Shop, I Still Believe, Jesus Revolution, and Coming Soon, The Unbreakable Boy, and Golden Influence and theatrical documentaries Steve McQueen American Icon and Johnny Cash The Redemption of an American Icon <sighs> friend
1: <laughs>
0: hi welcome to the show how are you Thank
1: you i'm good how are you
0: i'm good do you i'm like i'm so excited that we at least kicked this off and we're laughing and we're having a good time and
1: oh yeah me too I'm glad it's going to (laughs) be fun.
0: I love it. I love it. How have you been doing?
1: I've been doing really good. Uh, Just trying to stay warm over here in Los Angeles. It's been a little chilly, a little cooler than what we're used to.
0: That's right. That's right. I can see you're all bundled up. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show today. And to kick it in, I am really uh, thrilled to talk to you about all things entertainment and media, but especially how you are doing life in it. And so I want to kick it off our conversation today with the question, how would you define success?
1: That's a great question. Uh, for me, I would define success... Um, my personal growth. I think that that's something really important to me. I think it help, ha, helps me in all areas of my life. So as I'm growing in you know, myself, I'm growing in God, I'm growing in my job, I'm growing in my relationships. So I think that for me would be how I would define success.
0: I love that. I think that's so important, the growth factor. And I know from knowing you that you love to consume, I would say it, Um, audibles and you're listening to just incredible books and you're constantly on this bettering yourself and mentally, physically, spiritually, you're just always trying to consume what you can to really grow. How do you think that that's played out for you in your career? I mean, what is that? Is it something that you're constantly trying to listen to books and is, are they mainly focused on you or are they focused also on your growth or is it industry growth or both?
1: Um, I think it's a combination of both. I think as I get to know myself better, I get to know you better. Um, is there, I think there's a time in my life, you know, when you're young and you kind of think that you know everything. I mean, I actually did know everything. Um, but there's, <laughs> there's, uh, you, you kind of just feel like you kind of know, so you're not listening. As you get older, you kind of learn a few things and you take a few steps back and you start to, one, get to know yourself. And two, by doing that, you get to know the people around you. You realize that what they're saying isn't necessarily what they mean. It's their behavior that really is what um, they're maybe trying to say. They're not actually able to verbalize. So um, I think that... um, that's why it's just become so important to me. Uh, I really look at behavior outside of just what people say. Um, we can all talk that that part's easy, and sometimes mm-hmm. fun. It's the hard part of of behavior and doing what you say you're gonna do. That's that's where it gets tough. And so
0: that's really good. I love that because that is. I actually think that makes you even better as a creative, and just individually, you get onto set and you really you you need to understand what the room is and what's happening and be able to kind of understand people and how to tackle the problems that you're facing or even what they might be dealing with. And how do you read the room is basically, uh, and I think that's what makes you such an incredible producer because you have that gift to walk into a room and be able to read it, not even maybe necessarily from your perspective or what you're feeling emotionally, but that you can actually kind of step aside and read the room. And I think that's a really impar- important part of who we are as human beings in any situation, really.
1: Yeah, I think it, it, it's not something that um, comes easy to me. It's something that I really have to um, hone and take the time to learn and to listen. And to. I listen to if it's out there, I've probably heard it. I've listened to it. And it's not even just about consuming it constantly. It's also like acting on what you're, what you're learning and taking the time, not just to hear it and be like, check, I read that book. It's also applying it and and using that day to day. And that's again, behavior, changing your behavior. And that, that's what makes it difficult. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to just kind of sit and listen um, mm-hmm. than getting what you need to say out there because, I don't know about you, but for myself, I'm not always saying smart things. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I say things I don't mean, or I'm just, you know, talk, you know, trying to talk over what I think that you're going to say. And um, when you just kind of take a step back and listen, you're able to really hear uh, what mm-hmm. the other person's trying to tell you, and not talk over them and guess. And it really kind of helps when you're. Uh, I'm a very collaborative person. So mm-hmm. when we're trying to solve a problem, I want to you know, hear everybody out and like, what's the best way and like, what are the things that I don't see? Help me out. Um, so it, it when you're right. when you're listening and taking a step back, it, it it helps to let everybody participate in problem solving,
0: yeah, no, I think that's really good. i I feel like that's a part of um, who I am as well. And, you know, I wish I could always say that, gosh, I always say the right thing. I always have, it's like, no, uh, foot insert into mouth, you know, multiple times. And, um, but I think that's such a great, it, it's a, it's really important to have that those tools. And um, and so I, I think it's it's an awesome thing. We worked on a movie recently together and I watched you put that into action. And so I think it's a great piece for us to talk about. But before we go kind of further even into that, because I want to take go back to that, applying it to what you do day in and day out, I want to go back to a little bit more of your journey. And I would love for you to share, you know, how did you get into the world of entertainment? I know you've not always been in the world of entertainment. How did you get here? How, you know, did you have a moment when you felt like God was really calling you in and can you share with us a little bit about your journey and and what the jo- the road you've been on?
1: Um sure. So my journey is a little bit different. I was working um in full-time ministry. Um when I was working four different jobs uh, well, three different jobs to help support my my love for ministry and working full time. You don't really make a lot of money when you're working in ministry. So um, I was doing multiple things. I was working at a, a veterans care funeral home. I was working at a granite shop. I was literally working anywhere that I could kind of do on the weekends to keep up with um, the ministry side. And a friend of mine uh, came to me and she said, Hey, there's some people over at HSN, Home Shopping Network, that are hiring. Um, Are you interested? And I was like, are you kidding me? I don't have time for that. I'm I'm very busy (laughs) with all of my jobs. And she goes, it's $20 an hour. And this was 18 years ago. That would have been the most money I've ever made. And I was like, sign me up. Like, how quickly can I get this started? And I worked under a wonderful woman, Kathy Toon, who helped show me the ropes. I started out just doing inventory and literally just being like, sure, I can do that, even though I didn't even have a clue of what it was. And so I did that for many years. And um, one day I got a call from a friend who was like, hey, I know someone who is hiring. Uh, they, they're reorganizing their company and they are having trouble kind of getting things placed. I think that you might be a good fit for them. Um, mm-hmm. Would you want to meet them? And I said, sure. Um, and so he's like, uh, my friend was like, it's super part time. I don't know if it's going to be worth it for you, but if it's worth the introduction, I'll introduce you. So I went to go meet, um, them and it was actually the Irwin brothers. Uh, I sat down with John Irwin and I, uh, that was, I was with them for 14 years, went from very, very part-time to, uh, doing everything, whether it was administrative work that I was used to, or just, um, Being a production assistant and finding out what that meant in the music video world at that time, it was music videos. And it's uh, Mm -hmm. a difficult transition going from live television where it's like, oh my gosh, hurry, move, move quickly, Mm shh, to going into a music video where you're still in that mindset of hurry. And music videos aren't quite like that. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely a growing and learning transition. But uh, yeah, so I, I, that's where I got started and kind of how it happened. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't feel like God was like, one day you're going to do this. It just kind of happened. Um, I actually thought that I was going to go into, um, I thought I was going to be a pastor. I actually went to school for that. And it just, that's just not where the journey led me. So, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, to all of those that spent thousands and thousands of dollars over at NYU and other places just to get into the business. I was blessed enough just to kind of fall into it and just saying, yes, sure, I can do that, even though I have no idea. Kind um, <laughs> of got me to where I am today. Well, I
0: love that story because what I think that really hits me and when I when I talk to so many women, I love how we see where God is already starting to work in their lives and sharpening them and preparing them for what's actually coming. And so when I hear you kind of take us through the journey of your story, I look at it and I go, wow, you were in ministry and you were working all of these jobs and that's exhausting in itself. And you're a multitasker and you're able to jump from one place to the next and be able to handle people well and probably product well. And you're organized or you couldn't do that, you know, and then you go to work for the Irwins and, you know, you're going into live TV and but you bring all the ministry Aspects and the inventory aspects, and the people, you know, dealing with people, and into that. And I always go, you know, never, nothing is for waste. Everything comes back around, and we use that actually in what we seem, you know, God starts to use all of those things in our lives to actually make it, I think, make way for us uh, into the place that He's calling us. I love the um, part of ministry. How do you think that the ministry side of all of what, because the Irwins really went into faith and family or family faith-based entertainment. How do you think that the the ministry aspect of what you were doing early on helped to influence or impact you and gave
1: you some of the tools that you needed to work with them? Being in ministry is really hard and it's a lot of work. And it's not just, you know, showing up and for church on Sunday or Sunday night. It's, It's a lot of work, and um, the program that I was a part of in ministry was called Master's Commission. Uh, I I think they still exist. I'm not sure, but basically, what it is is it's a a nine month discipleship course that you come into, and you you see all the different aspects of ministry. But in that, you're taking a year off from dating or or any distractions, and you just solely focus on God. Um, Well. That's the premise of it, in that you're working so hard. You're serving others. You're serving the pastor. You're serving the pastors, the pastoral staff, administrators, kind of learning um, everything, not everything, but a lot of of elements that go into running a church. And it's kind of like running a business, and it's all... Just a lot of work. It takes a lot of hands. It takes a, a great team and working together. And there's no such thing as like, "That's not my job." Oh, I, I don't do that. Uh, you figure it out. You get your hands dirty and you make it work. We were we were doing crazy things back then, like putting on outreaches for. 1500 people, 2000 people. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to get donations. I didn't know how to do any of those things, but you kind of know what the goal is and just kind of make your own path to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, in that working with the urban brothers, it was kind of the same thing. Uh, they, they operate in such a creative, um, way in all aspects, meaning, uh, okay, so we're going to for example, we're going to make a movie. Well, instead of just making the movie first, what we're going to do is we're going to go, it's going to be about these two people. Let's go find those two people, get their story, video them, make that into a video. Before we make this, we kind of create the story before we actually make the story. So in that, it's just all these things that you don't necessarily know how to do, but you Mm -hmm. figure it out. Like, here's the end goal. All right, let's, here's the path in order to get there. And, And working with them, like i said they don't stop they they don't stop mm-hmm. ever they're constantly <laughs> working mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. planning constantly coming up with new and different things so there's not really any downtime to be like oh wait, wait, wait we can't do this it's too big it's like here it is here's the goal let's figure it out let's let's move there and mm-hmm. let's make it happen and mm-hmm. so i think being in ministry and and depending on your skills in a different way really prepared me for because I never knew what I was doing when I was in ministry, I knew how to work with people and that's really it. And for some reason I was able to transition into, (laughs) into, um, production where it's like, I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing. I don't know what this thing is, but Hey guys, let's work together. Let's figure out, let's make it happen. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of different, but the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you're con- it, it it's busy, right? It's like a training ground for you to be a part of the industry. I always tell people like, this is not a glamorous industry to be in. What people see on TV and red carpets and all of those things, like that's only a very small, you know, bleep of what this actually means to be part of the industry. It's exhausting and it's long hours and it's really taxing on an individual to, you know, and and your life in general, which, you know, leads me to kind of the next question for you. Take, take us on a day of what it looks like for Geraldine as the producer to be a part of a project from the time you kind of clock in until the time that you leave. Take us through what that, that day would look like.
1: So depending on what I'm doing, I think what, uh, I'm, I'm like all aspects of, uh, movie making, meaning, okay, we have this idea and the concept, what are we going to do with it? Oh, we need to find a writer. Okay. Let's get a writer. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. break it down into story and finding the creatives and like building that team and building the story as best as we can. And then getting into a script form. Um, and so I, I love all of that development part of, of creating movies Then there's pre-production. So depending on where I am in that pre-production is to me the most fun. I love pre-production. It's where you get to dream. It's where you get to like have all the big ideas. There's no dollar signs. It's just dreaming. It's just like making it, you know, as big and as wonderful as you can. And then kind of narrowing it down and being more realistic as you get closer to production and to what you can actually afford and when it actually can be. But I love pre-production where it's, you plan and you figure out what you're going to do and all the hard work is really to me there. Um, then if we're in, um, production, which is not my least favorite, but it's not my favorite part of the movie making (laughs) process. It's, it's where the really, really hard work is. That's where all of your planning and all of your thoughts and all of the what ifs come into play. And there's your problems. There's your, there's your, people, you're dealing with people. So therefore there's going to be, uh, positive and negatives depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, what you're doing for that day. So production is, some people think is like the fun part or like the glamorous part because you're working with, you know, the cast or whatever. But to me, that is just where all of the hard work is. Mm -hmm. And it's just, if you don't plan well in pre-production, your production is just a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Um, like, um, people say, fix it in prep That's, that's, I'm, I'm all about that. If I ever hear like, oh, we can just fix that in post. It's like, no, then we're not doing our job in production. (laughs) That's right. Um, I I really (laughs) hate that saying. Um, Then when you're in post production, it's kind of a different, it's a different phase. So it's a little less intense for everybody, but the editor. Mm-hmm. It's when the editor gets to shine and he, he or she works really, really hard and takes the load of what's going on. And so, during post production, it's um, it's getting kind of, uh, to to form your story. See all the work that you've done. See the planning. Seeing it, it, it played out. Now, okay, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to mold and form um, the mm-hmm. story that you have? Yes, you have the script, and yes, you know where it's going to go. But as you're you're looking at it, it can be a little bit different than what you had in your head. So I really find the beauty in post-production of just making it to what you actually want or to what, what it could be where you're like, Oh, I didn't think about that. This person, um, cast member played this, said this line in such an interesting way. I'd like to kind of turn the scene in, in a different way. So, so in post-production it's, it's, I love post production. A lot of people don't like it. I love it. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so depending on what phase I I am in in the process mm-hmm. is kind of depends on what my day looks like. But I I love the whole thing. I love it all. It's I wouldn't yeah. do it if I if I um, didn't love it. Love every process and uh, it, you know they're, they're like you're like pets or kids that you have that you just love on for like sometimes two years that you're there from conception to when it's in theaters and then home entertainment and you're just, they're your babies that you've nursed right. and like taken care of. And, and, you know, uh, as they begin to grow, they just like start becoming their own thing and it's just, you know, fostering <laughs> them as they, you know, get out into yeah. the world and how people receive it.
0: You're listening to the edify podcast network. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. I love that answer. And I think that, um, you know, producers have a really tough job and there's so many different kinds of producers, right? Like there's the accounting producers who are line producers, there's creative producers, there's production coordinators, there's, uh, there's producers who just go out and, you know, I shouldn't say just, they actually go out and they're, you know, getting the money. So there's so many different you know, pieces and producers. And so people always will come up and they'll start talking to me about being a producer. And it's like, well, what kind of producer do you want to be? And they kind of look at me and they go, I didn't know there was a difference. (laughs) <laughs>
1: You're like there's actually, a there's, a <laughs> there's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. difference. There, there are these amazing people out there that are producers that can do all aspects of producing. Mm-hmm. That's you know the accounting part, the creative part, the raising the money. There's people that can do that. I am not one of those people at all. You give me numbers, and I'm like, mm. like I don't know. Like my brain literally just shuts down. I don't know why. I mean, my dad is literally a mathematician. It did not get passed down to me in any capacity. Um, But you know, I, I really love working with creatives. I personally am not super creative, but I, I love working with creatives and I love, you know, putting them together, and being able to get the best out of them, because even though it's like a creative setting, we still have things to get done. And so my mm-hmm. being task oriented, um, you, you know, it kind of helps balance uh, those type of of, of, of people and you're trying to get, get something done. Um, but yeah, no... Definitely no numbers for me. I I mean, yes, when I need to, I can do it. Of (laughs) course, I can do it. Just like anybody who has to do anything, yes, they can. They can make it happen. But wow, I mean, the the people that can do it all are really amazing. Yeah, that is just not not me. There's,
0: well, and you know what, and I, it's, it's a good thing that we can't, that all, cause everybody has their gifts and talents, right? And it's like, you're going to excel at something. And, and I always find like, there's just people out there that are really good at one thing. They could be good at a lot of things, but they're probably sweet spot is like one of those things within that, you know, layer of cake. Um, and so I, I think that you as a producer, you're such a good problem solver and a people person, which takes me into, you know, what have, what have been you know, is there a movie or a project or something that you've just been like, man, this has been my favorite thing. I love this. I love the story. I, you know, has there been one of those projects? Has there been a project that maybe you thought, oh my gosh, how was I ever a part of this? Or has there been something that you've, you know, you've been on and you're like, I don't even know if I can do this anymore. Being, you know, coming from something Because there's those moments, right? Like in our business, I'm sure in business in general, you go, man, this is not good. I don't even want to go back to that job or
1: a, you know, this was fantastic. So have you experienced those? Absolutely. I think if you haven't said to yourself at least two or three times, what am I doing? I hate this. I'm going to quit. I wonder if you're actually even making a movie. Because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's not hard and you're dealing with a lot of different personalities a lot of different mm-hmm. scenarios a lot of different ideas of the way that it should be done and it's it's a really really hard it can be fun and all mm-hmm. of those things of course but if we, if you're not questioning like what am i doing here I don't, I'm just wondering if it's real or not. Like, <laughs> like, are you really make it a movie. Are you really doing something? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely have those days. I think that the love for all of it is more than the days that I, you know, have a bad day and that mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. I, um, the the project that um, I think of when I think of, oh my gosh, I hate this. Oh wait. Oh no, I love it. Oh no, I hate this. Um, <laughs> was um, My experience on The Unbreakable Boy, it hasn't come out yet and it's a really beautiful story and it's the project that I'm actually most proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting it made was just, it seemed like it was going to be really simple. We had a first draft from first draft to getting it greenlit by the studios, getting it casted to day one of production was 10 weeks. And this was in the middle of COVID 2020. Wow. This is wow. insane, does not happen at wow. all. And so I'm I'm thinking to myself like, wow, okay, like this is going to be great. Things are just moving forward. We're going to have no obstacles. Absolutely mm. not. It was one of the most difficult films that I've ever made in the sense of just one, obviously COVID. It was cold. It was we were filming in Oklahoma City. It was just like every single day was just a challenge to get through what we had on the page, was what we had um to deal with as far as like COVID, all of those, those um aspects and um, I'm being told that we were the first movie um, in the U.S. that was signed with all with three unions that did not get shut down. So mm. um, that was really great at that time. Wow. It, was just, it was just really, really hard, but in that difficulty of just like I said, making a movie is already difficult, but adding all of these other elements to it, it really brought everyone together. It really brought the cast together, the crew, um, where it was just like, okay, guys, we want to make this movie. We're in love with this story. What are we going to do to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And it's the love for the project, the love for each other, the love of like, okay, we had a bad day, but we're going to figure this out. Let's let's make this happen. Yeah. Um, but we all kind of like put down egos, put down whatever we were, would be holding us back from making it happen and just doing it. Um, Mm. So that's probably my, my love, hate relationship on a project. (laughs) It was real. And I'm really excited for everybody to see it when it comes out. But, um, and that's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's tough. It was tough. It was great.
0: And that's based on a true story, right? It's.
1: It is. It is uh, based on a true story by, um, Scott and Teresa Lorette.
0: Okay. I love that. I think, and that's really what, that's why I think entertainment is so interesting because we really do go to battle in a different way, but we go to battle and we work with these people for months to get something done. And then years, I mean, you know, you guys started the project in COVID and here we are in 2023 and you know, the movie hasn't come out yet. So do you have a date for the release or is that still kind of pending?
1: Not yet. I'm hoping that we'll have some information soon. Um, it will be coming out through Lionsgate. So, um, hopefully we'll get some, uh, info soon enough.
0: Love that. What would you say as we're kind of wrapping up? What would how would you um, what would you share with somebody who wants to be a part of the entertainment industry and uh, is thinking about producing? What would you say to them and how would you encourage them to go for training or seek out, you know, the path that they need to take to make that dream come true?
1: I mean, it's probably not encouraging, but what I (laughs) normally say is if you can do anything else in your life and be happy and love that, go do that, Mm. whatever that is. Because this is such an up and down business and there's so many other elements to just the job that you have to love it. It has to be in your veins. It has to be part of who you are in order for you to um Wanna keep doing it because not everything's gonna be successful, not everything is gonna be easy, not there's not always going to be red carpets and cameras and any of those things. There's not always going to be that. So if there's something else out there that you wanna do that you'll be just as happy doing and love, go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're not, for all the the crazy ones out there that <laughs> I don't I still question why I do this sometimes, but <laughs> You, it is so much work. And I think that, um, what I love about, uh, this business or the industry is that no job is more important than the other. You have to all work together. So whether it's a, you're a production assistant or, you know, a director, it doesn't matter. We all have to work together in order to make this thing happen. And so until you can respect that respect, other um, departments and what they Mm -hmm. do and the craft Mm -hmm. that they have, Mm -hmm. I, I I think that I started out as a production assistant and I've worked my way up through the process of of making a movie and and on the ground, not just being an executive. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned so much in that. So I guess, that would be my suggestion is for anybody who wants to get into it, not just to like jump and be like, oh, I have a script. Uh, yes, you can do that. But just learn, be be on the ground, become mm-hmm. volunteer or become a production assistant where you get all of those um, um, real life experiences, not just in a classroom, but like having to to do fire watch and do all of these things that are not mm-hmm. fun, but yet it's so important that you have to have somebody doing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, learning, I mean, that's how I learned is just by doing and guessing and making mistakes and getting it wrong and sometimes getting yelled at. But guess what? If I wouldn't have done those things and if I wouldn't have gotten yelled at and got my hand slapped – I was going to do it again and do it wrong. Right. So, so I'm grateful all of those for all of those experiences because it's, you just kind of learn, and then you in that you find your own way and uh, mm-hmm. of doing things, your own uh, sometimes doing it better uh, and sometimes doing it the traditional way of just the way that it it, it is to get it done. Um, but I think that starting there is just, is what was my path. And I obviously, it made me to who I am. And so of course I I would suggest that because it's like, why wouldn't you want to be like me? Right. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: That's right. (laughs) No, I love, uh, I love the way you said that though, because well, first of all, it really is. It's like, you want to know, are you going to, are you going to actually like what you're doing? And where do you start? And a lot of times you start in one part of the industry and you end in another place because you realized really quickly, wow, I am i don't really love that area, but I really like that, you know, or I'm actually really much better at that than I am here. Or there's people that come into it. In fact, I just um, was talking to some friends where they do an intense camera workshops, study cam workshops, and they have people who come in from all over the world. And they were saying, you know, these are people that are dreaming to be camera operators, study cam operators. They'll come in, they spend all of this money to experience it. They put the units on and before they're done with the class, even they're like, this really isn't for me. And wow, like think about that in the sense of you go, okay, gosh, you know, that may have just saved you lots of years of heartache and pain and financial, you know, whatever. So do go find what does make you really happy and so I'm always saying like test things out, try things, you know, don't limit yourself. See where you actually do find yourself leaning. When I would go on set, I never I I was started as an actress, but I never really wanted to stay in front of the camera. I always found myself gravitating behind the camera. I just did. Like it wasn't even an intentional thing. I just that's where I was like just there, you know, and excited about that. So I think that's such a great point, um, to start where you can and learn everything you can and whether you like it or you don't. And if there's something else that you're really good at, you may want to go experience that first and see if that's where you need to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the basis of what we do is just serving each other. Yeah. Um, I love it may not look like that all the time, but that's essentially what we're doing. We're serving mm-hmm. uh, and trying to make the vision of the director come a reality. And yeah. so, uh, in that, you're you have PAS that are, are are serving really everybody. They're they're they do everything. Yep. They be nice to them because they're doing <laughs> be very everything. nice. Know their name. Know, know their, their name. Are, <laughs> they are they are so amazing. Um, we can't literally can't get anything done without them. But um, yeah, you know it's it's you know we're all a, a serving each other. The PAs are serving everybody. The the grips are are, are serving you know the the set and the uh, mm-hmm. electrician and the DP and the director and everybody's serving uh, everybody in order to get this thing done. So it's just, it takes a lot of work and I think a lot of mm-hmm. respect for everybody. And, um, it, it's, it's, I think it's, if you look at it like that more mm-hmm. than ego, yeah. you can probably get a little further.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, tell us, um, as we wrap up where people can find you and how they can follow you and support you and what's next for Geraldine.
1: I'm literally nowhere. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have. A face, I have an Instagram account just so I can see like makeup tutorials. I am not a social media person. I love you. at all. <laughs> I I wish I was. I every time I think about posting, I'm like, oh yeah, I should post this. And then five days later, I'm like, who cares now? It's all over. <laughs> um, it's all new. It's I have a friend of mine helping me with a website that's not out yet. I don't even know what it's gonna be called. So I just I don't even know how to answer this question. Um No, well I will you know I what I feel we'll like worst best ever. Oh it's- <laughs> Stop
0: it! You're, I love this. I think this is what is really real about it, but good things, we can always edit everything. So.
1: <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> We're going to need a lot of editing in this. Sorry,
0: No, this. No, no, no. Well, I love you. We're going to, we'll wrap up. We, we've actually did 40 minutes together, so which is awesome. Yay. And uh, I mean, thank you so much for being here and being part of the women in my world, and I just love how much you add to it, and And just who you are as a human being is just an incredible part. You really do minister to each and every one of us.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's
0: been an honor. Thank you. Awesome. I love you. Well, hey, ladies, make sure that you go on and you can download this podcast on Spotify, Edify, and Apple. Go ahead, download it, share it with a friend. We know that you will be inspired, encouraged, and impacted by what you've heard today. And we just want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Edify. We could not do what we do without you. So thank you again for joining us for this episode of The Women in My Worlds.